0: i
1: All right. Just like ask me a question and I'll start talking forever. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Ellis. So we we were talking about Lindsay Ellis. Yeah. Should I start that conversation over again or
2: Yeah, you can you, we can start with that. Perfect. <laughs> because I'm going to get us to Greece 2
1: anyway. Okay. Either sweet. way. Um so I've been stuck on this series that Lindsay Ellis um did uh, in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um It's this really great series where she was writing a um, parody of a um, paranormal romance in the height of parodies of paranormal romances about... Edward Cullen, but tigers. Then Edward Cullen, but Edgars. <laughs> <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe, but b- c- Cullen. <laughs> Precisely. Um, so her and um, the other girl that's always on our channel. God damn it. I yeah, I know who names. you're talking about. Um, and then a group of ghostwriters online all wrote this parody um, of Twilight called Awoken uh-huh. um, that is about uh, Cthulhu uh-huh. um, as Twilight. <laughs> um and uh, it sounds fucking great like yeah. absolutely amazing and uh, to me what was very interesting in watching this series i haven't read the book yet i am probably going to buy it tomorrow's payday i will spend my first day impulsive day. purchase on a self-published book called Awoken. <laughs> uh, because I've been getting back into reading and reading. Isn't is, she
2: getting like a full on book yes! published
1: soon? Axioms End. I'm uh-huh. so excited. I have not pre ordered it yet, but I'm definitely going to because I want her to get all of the buzz in the book tours. Yeah. And if she comes anywhere near us, I am going to go she to Chicago. She would most her. likely go to Chicago. Yeah, that's fine. That's near-ish. Yeah. Um I can make it there. Um but I'm very excited for anything that she wants to do. I like I adore her. I, I adore I, her.
2: I, I was watching her video about it, and it just unfortunately doesn't seem like my type
1: of book. It doesn't so. seem like my type of book either. But I just enjoy her personality. Yeah. Um. And I'd be okay with just kind of like 400 pages of her brain. Okay. So, um. Yeah. It's not really my. Um. I don't know what it is about. Really. Like mm-hmm. it, she compared it to, um, Hank Green's book, oh. which um was weird for me because I thought it was like kind of a. Y A type of situation Hank Green's book or, or no, her Lindsay book? Ellis's okay um so I just yeah because like,
2: Hank Green's book was more kind of adult sci-fi yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. um she compared it to that uh-huh. so that intrigued me a little bit more so good pitching Lindsay Ellis um and uh yeah so I'll I'll buy it if nothing else just because I fucking love her and like mm-hmm. I'll read anything she fucking writes Um, but yeah, um, one of the things that was really interesting about that series was seeing just how absolutely dysfunctional the norm of these relationships Uh were of like, cause like obviously when you're like the goal to aspire to is the love triangle (laughs) that is like Edward Jacob Bella. Um, fuck. Uh, yeah. Awful, awful. Like terrible. Any love triangles
2: are... Terrible. Like, dude is dismissive, and then you're like, "Oh, he's so hot." Unless, dude is powerful
1: uh, and controlling. Oh, he's so strong. Like, yeah,
2: a love triangle works if it's polyamorous.
1: Yes. But other than that, there's no like. It's just a tired trope of monogamy, uh-huh. and monogamy is exhausting as it as is. Like, yeah. it's not an interesting topic to talk about. We've all talked about. It's boring. Like so. So
2: you were talking about, like, the the terrible partner characters. Yes, the
1: terrible partner characteristics. And that was one of the things is, like, I, like, could give a rat's ass about Disney. We were trying to describe uh-huh. Disney in general as flavors. Uh-huh. And uh, for me, it was salt. Like, it's great, uh-huh. but, like, bleh. Uh, I think it's more like ketchup yes. because
2: you can put it on stuff. So like um thinking Disney with Marvel. Like yeah. you put a little Disney on Marvel. Mandalorian that's seems fine. Good. Yeah. Yeah, but like you put too much Disney on anything and it's no. No. I still haven't seen the new Star Wars movie. The me neither. I don't even I don't care. want to watch it. <laughs> I like don't care. like from the timid reaction that I've seen and also just like I, I'm so fucking tired of it. it I'm seemed, just like, like not into it anymore. It just anymore.
1: like screams like tone problem. Uh huh. <laughs> like, well, it's just, yeah, it just, like, like they <laughs> don't even know how to pitch it mm-hmm. for me. Like, I, I have not gotten a clear idea my, of what this is supposed to be. My big issue
2: is I think that it is because J.J. Uh, Abrams is behind it. And the last Star Wars movie by Ryan. What's his face? Not know. Ryan Gosling. People hated but it. I liked it. I liked it. Don't I you? I still hold the very controversial opinion that it's the best Star Wars movie, period.
1: Um, Clone Wars. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: my God. Yes.
1: Agreed. <laughs> <No. laughs> my, actually, my kind of unironic favorite is probably Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I can see why. I really like that movie. It shaped a lot of my childhood. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I really liked Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I I could see that. Clone Wars, the cartoon, though, like both the 2D one and the 3D one. Uh
2: Great. Um, speaking of one of the Green brothers, uh, I was, I was, uh, reading Turtles All the Way Down yeah. by John Green, the the newest novel that came out a few years ago. And in that book, there's a character who writes Chewbacca fan fiction, <laughs> uh, Chewbacca and Ray fan fiction and like try and like spends a lot of time thinking about what it means to be. A person and have sentience and be able to be in relationships because she's trying to figure, like, she is trying to prove to people online that, like, chewy being in a relationship with someone else isn't bestiality. Furry? Yeah, no, no, no. Furriness is fine. Okay, furry's fine. As long as it's not, like, bestiality.
1: I mean, yeah. I guess <laughs> it's kind of, like, the ultimate furry romance. Uh-huh. not the ultimate. It is a furry romance. Yeah, yeah. That was harsh. And... <laughs>
2: And um, I I found it such a weird thing to put in a book, but it was very entertaining. Like the scenes where she would t- she would go on like rants about it. I need so. to read
1: it now that I've like gotten back into reading. I need to like read things. It's
2: not it's not a bad one. I actually yeah. enjoyed it more than I enjoyed The Fault in Our Stars, but mm-hmm. I was never really behind that book.
1: I I liked The Fault in Our Stars. I cried a lot when I was done.
2: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So going back to the problematic like love interest. Yes. Um, I. So <clears throat> you were talking about that, and that made me think about how yesterday I started watching Grease too. Um. And this has been like, sometime in the coming because like I've been hearing more and more things about Grease too in the past year or so that I've ever heard in my life, and this movie's been out for like I don't know how long. Um, hey Google, <laughs> when did Grease 2 come out?
3: According to Wikipedia, Grease 2 is a 1982 American musical romantic comedy film and the sequel to Grease, which is based upon the musical of the same name by Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey.
2: So yeah, there we go. Um <laughs> Our studio just got fancy.
1: (laughs) Two cameras and a Google. (laughs) And a Google. Um,
2: So it's been around forever. And I never heard of it until like maybe a year ago. And it was, I only heard of it from like people who were fans of it, who were just like Grease 2 is the best of the Grease movies. (laughs) It is, it just makes a lot more sense and it's more entertaining and, and especially more feminist. And I was like, huh? Hmm.
1: And I, it is, Grease 1 is that's the very real, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) just saying, fucking it doesn't trash. take much to be more feminine yeah yeah like so it could be transformers like <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not much so i started watching it i haven't i'm like to be honest i'm like 25 minutes in i'll wait until tonight to eat some chocolate and then keep watching <laughs> it but um But what's happened up until this point that I've realized is there's there is like the the main Thunderbirds dude. He he, they're different people. Like, mm-hmm. just so you know, all the characters are different characters. It's supposed to be, like, two or three years after the original class graduated. So, like, High school musical, the musical. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. Except for the only one person from the original Greece who is in this Greece is Frenchie, the, the girl who dropped out of school and went into beautician school. Mm-hmm. Um, then she came, comes back to high school— um, to take chemistry classes because she wants to... Start a meth lab? No, sh- there was some reasoning, like some early 80s reasoning to it, and I don't remember.
1: I probably would have just like completely dissociated from my body because of the singing. <laughs> this is the problem with me in musicals is that I miss yeah. all the plot points because I've dissociated from my mm-hmm. body from like how horrible I feel that they're singing the plot. Yeah. Like I just, I hate it. It's not so, for
2: me. So anyway... There's this main, the main Thunderbirds dude is very, like, very misogynistic, very intense and so on. And then the main pink ladies, uh, like, the lead pink lady is so, does not want any of his shit. Like, she'll, she'll, my favorite part until now is that, like, they supposedly during the summer had a relationship and then something happened and they fell apart. And he is trying to get her jealous, but she's not, like, she's not going to give in to it. And um, he's, like, he at one point is, like, I pretty much own you um, in, in some degree. Like, that, that's kind of how the dialogue goes. And then she's, like, the next guy that walks in through that door, I'll kiss because I can kiss whoever I want. And, like, she is... Honestly, just a way more interesting female character than like whoever it was in in the first uh movie. Olivia and John. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. much more of an interesting female character. And I like it because she she actually fucking leads that group like like just she is just there's so much more to it and She's I'm that much more interested. Lego
1: Brick in. female. Yeah. That everybody yeah. can like impose themselves on Uh every white woman in America (laughs) yeah
2: yeah and it's the it's not a transformation story it's not the idea of um this this character becoming something new though there is supposedly a transformation story that might happen because there's a like British exchange student who is Frenchie's second cousin or something? Like, super weird. He comes in, he, like, meets, uh, the, the, pink, like, the main pink lady and is, like, real into her. And, um, he is the guy who walks in through the door when she says that she'll kiss whoever comes next. And then he's like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm really into this. <laughs> and, um, and like the story is partially like him trying to figure out how to date um her and he hears that he has to be beca- like he has to become a thunderbird because apparently thunderbirds and pink ladies only date each other mm. which i don't remember that from the original so but then he has to
1: do the snake dance while tripteasing <laughs> and be like the wife of the snake people
2: yes god it's <laughs> like yeah, fucking great river I was thinking about that yesterday because Ugh. I was I was watching um there's there's this new show on NBC it's also musical based it's called like Zoe's Ultimate Playlist or some bullshit it's a that bad it's awful. A, it's a bad show it's a bad show the the, the I watched the pilot it, the pilot's the only thing that has come out yet apparently it's about this lady who was in an MRI machine and when an earthquake happened. And you know how sometimes they'll play music while you're in an MRI machine. Um, the computer with the music like started playing every single playlist that it apparently had, and her brain was like fried by the by the MRI machine and the music. As people don't fear MRIs <laughs> enough. Well, okay. so the funny thing is, like the the song that was playing as she was in the. Uh, in the gotta earthquake up, and everything. No, no, it was, uh, it starts with an earthquake, bird snakes, an airplane, and airplane. The he Bruce is not afraid. And it's like, Oh my God, why are you playing
3: that one?
2: <laughs> but so, I don't know
1: who would choose that. So then
2: she, uh, then afterwards she can hear, she can essentially read people's thoughts but only as musical numbers. <laughs> so, like, she'll see this coworker that she thinks is like a really happy and full, uh, fully living dude, and then he's fucking singing Mad World, and like, and then that that connects us back to Riverdale, where where the it, it, strip-teasing at a biker bar to Mad World is, fucking someone someone on that writing
1: team was horny for it and wanted it so bad uh, like single worst music choice since lady gaga got killed on american <laughs> horror story hotel to fucking hotline bling oh my God. <laughs> I like forgot that that was a thing. And then I rewatched it. And I was like, holy shit. Like, it wasn't the actual death. Like, yeah. there was another one where she got beheaded or whatever. But, like, her first death where everybody got psyched out was the hotline bling. Amazing. Like, Absolutely straight garbage. up hotline bling, not yes! like a cover no! or anything. No. Hotline <laughs> fucking bling by Drake. <laughs> <laughs> like, the dude walks in and you're like, hey, you're License. Um, and uh <laughs> like shoots up lady gaga and it's just like slow motion what
2: the awful fuck?
1: it makes it worse that it's lady fucking gaga uh, <laughs> is it? like couldn't they have played like bad romance while she got shot like that would have been great
2: oh uh, what what channel is like is FX? behind okay
1: yeah okay. fx
2: because i could also see it as a
1: cw show let's go oh be for sure <laughs> Particularly, like, the 1984 season, Uh like, it's looking real CW. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Any, like, semblance of being respectable is, like... I recently was watching
2: with Stephanie, like, one of the newer episodes of Supergirl, which I stopped watching a while ago even though they they brought in, like, a trans character and a trans superhero. And I'm really interested by that. Um, and I want to watch it. But I do want to cut out anything that has to do with, like, uh, essentially Supergirl <laughs> and, like, a couple of the other characters because it, I don't know. That show used to be, like, really fun for me, but it no longer holds that. And I feel the same with, like, Riverdale and, like, all those CW shows where, like, they used to hit like the the good spot of like something bad but but mm, so sugar. The like,
1: did not jump the shark. It took a bite out of the shark. Yeah. yeah. And then got sick. <laughs> <laughs> it Shot itself. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. So Oh my god. Yeah. I can't. I was not able to finish it. Mm-hmm. The hole in my heart that was left by Riverdale has been replaced by Sabrina, which has the same caliber of writing. Of like, yeah, the words it's the same, they are saying are
2: horrible. It's the same creator. Really, that yeah. makes sense.
1: It's the same creator. Like, the words they are saying are horrible, uh-huh. but I am very invested in the story. Yeah, and the aesthetics. I the pretty, I pretty like people. the aesthetics.
2: I honestly, I the my big issue about it is the the ants. Yes. Um because I just love the original sitcom so much. I agree that that it like that the fact that the ants have such a v- very different dynamic mm-hmm. and that Zelda is honestly a not a bad person but she's just mean.
1: A psychopath.
2: Yeah, she's just mean. Yeah. And like yes, Zelda in the original was kind of more she was a little bit, like, faster mm-hmm. than Hilda, but, like, I don't know. She wasn't mean. She
1: didn't treat Hilda like garbage. Like garbage, yeah. yeah. Even in the, like, redemption arc, she's still yeah. It's kind of a twat. Um, <clears throat> I actually really liked that. I loved the original. I love uh-huh. this new one. I think they're all fucking great. I, like, every word I that like comes out of ending. Sabrina's mind, mouth yeah. is,
2: like, but I like the ending of this last season, like the whole fucking hell thing. Yeah, Michelle that was, Gomez, that was like a fellow, fellow white Mexican. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, fucking the lady who is um not Betty. Is it Betty? In Mendez, she she's in Riverdale. She's, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Becky? Shawn? No. No. She's one of the two main, like, there's the blonde one, and then there's the black-haired the one. The dark one. Yes, the dark one. She's yes. also white Mexican.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Camila Mendez. Yes. Everybody thought that she was a Stan account of, like, <laughs> Camila Cabello and Sean Mendes. She's <laughs> very funny. It became a thing. Uh-huh. Good for them, You're, I guess. So you were saying about I don't Mexican. remember what I was saying. White Mexican. Oh, um, I fucking love Michelle Gomez so much. Mm -hmm. I have loved her since she was in um, Psycho Bitches, this uh, show that uh, it's a British show where um, famous women from history Mm -hmm. um, go to psychotherapy. um, And it is very funny. It's a British sketch I've show. I've never heard of this. It's so good. It's so good. Um, huh. I've only ever seen clips on YouTube. I've never been able to find it whole the whole episode. Um, I like have never heard anybody besides myself that has heard of it. Myself. <laughs> um, and uh I like it's my goal to like introduce people to Michelle Gomez from Psycho Bitches. Um, mm-hmm. She plays Mary Queen of Scots and it mm. is hilarious. I'll have to show you whenever we're yeah. but it's just absolutely fucking fantastic like Fuck, she's just yeah. so funny and that's how i got to know her and then she was in doctor who which like i get tired of doctor who i yeah. like it's long yeah it's very long oh my god it's i long. also
2: like if there's one fandom that i'm not like crazy about it's doctor it's who of them. no like yeah <laughs> like there there are just some fandoms that i think are just a little bit too much and doctor who's one of them
1: i have a very Brita sense of how long a show should be and that's (laughs) one season (laughs) like i'm just not good at things that are very long yeah um no not for me yeah yeah
2: i i love there's that joke in the good place where it was like um this this is one of the longest running uh I think it was originally, uh, like, I think there was a Simpsons um, line that was similar to this, which was, like, um, this is one of the longest-running British comedies. It has eight
1: episodes. (laughs) Yes. Except for motherfucking Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's also just intimidating to get into things because of the fan base. Like, it's just hard. It's like Rick and Morty. Like. It's hard to get into Rick and Morty because of Rick and Morty fans. huh.
2: Yeah. I think like watching it in a vacuum is is yes. the best way to watch well, Rick and Morty. Well, also you can
1: kind of get that like he's not a role model. Yeah. And like <laughs> I don't know how that gets missed so yeah, badly. Yeah, because, because the whole idea that
2: like especially Dan Harmon's trying to portray with Rick's alcoholism is – the fact that yes, you can be, um, you can be like a functioning alcoholic, but that doesn't mean that you don't destroy things along the way, and that like the things that you do actually hurt people, and like there there is a huge like he's trying he shows that Rick doesn't like just leave without a problem. He he's creating problems. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Indeed. But what
1: what fandom uh, are you afraid of? <laughs> I mean uh there's so many, honestly, all of them. Like <laughs> I was a Twilight stan. I'm still kind of a Twilight stan. <laughs> We're here. Like, yeah. I'm reading Cthulhu and, like, realizing that it's very funny. But, like, I fucking enjoy that shit, and I mm-hmm. don't know why. It's like... I feel like
2: recently there has been a resurgence of people rereading the Twilight books. Like, people our age rereading yes. them and, like, rediscovering things about them. Yeah,
1: it's, um like, all the bad parts that you remember are still there for sure. Um, and there are other things that you did not remember that are there. <laughs> um, it's like, I'm remembering like <clears throat> the first time that the idea of like imprinting on a baby was introduced. Oh like God. it's like this, like dude playing with like a baby goo Gaga, like, um, on a, like picking up pebbles by the seashore or something like that, playing a game like that. And it's so cute. And the kids like scene is so innocent. And it just like, like right over my head mm-hmm. of like the, yeah, he just becomes like her best friend. And in the end, it's just like, why would you go with anybody else when he's just so goddamn nice? And it's like textbook grooming. Like, uh-huh. yeah. textbook grooming. And I like completely missed that. Anyway, all the bad parts of Twilight uh-huh. are still there. But like, I don't know, that like naivety of like just unironically feeling things and the fucking soundtrack. Mm. oh the soundtrack like it's so good yeah there's no way of escaping the twilight
2: soundtrack and it's just
1: like something so unironic about Mm -hmm. it like edward is sexy pale dude with like a massive jawline and like playing piano in the dark with like a girl leaning on top of him like Mm i i i Have too many layers of making jokes about shit (laughs) to like unironically have my boyfriend lean on my shoulder while I'm like playing romantic music Mm -hmm. on the piano and the lights off and there's a candle. Like, I can't. I'm like, I would Mm -hmm. joke about it. I would be like, (laughs) you start jerking off the candle. (laughs) Like, I can't do it. And there's something really, really enjoyable of seeing somebody just kind of like, it's called living your bliss. <laughs> I'm not good at that. I, like, constantly live in complete distress. It's not going to happen for me. <laughs> is it because you're, like,
2: overanalyzing your emotions. Oh, actions, for or? sure. Okay.
1: Absolutely. This is why I smoked so much weed for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more edibles. I fucking hate smoking. Anyway, um, but, like I, like, I am just overanalyzing everything constantly. And it's mm-hmm. really nice to not have a brain. This is why I killed off like half of it. Yeah. Um, Cause at least now it's a little bit more tolerable. Mm-hmm. I was a little too smart before <laughs> um, and I've like killed off like a third of my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I don't think as many thoughts, which is a little bit less overwhelming. So I would recommend drugs 100%. Um, Sometimes the world is a little bit too much to cope with.
2: You can also meditate to to those uh,
1: listeners who who are looking for
2: other alternatives.
1: <laughs> Weed kill the fucking neurons. Yeah. Um what were we talking about? Twilight. I really like Twilight a lot. Uh-huh. Um I like how you just talked
2: about losing half of your brain cells and then you're just like I really like Twilight.
3: <laughs>
1: It's fine. It yeah, let yeah, me feel yeah. Feel things as a kid. It's the kind of romance that you have to have never actually been in love for. Yeah. Um, because yes. like actual love is so much more, like, common, but also just like really comfortable and mm-hmm. like warm and yeah. lovely. Yeah. Like actual, really like wonderful relationships. I,
2: the one thing I am very happy about from like the whole Twilight thing occurring. Was uh, the fact that we have a filmed cinematic scene of vampires playing baseball. <laughs> yes. Because that scene is fucking
1: ridiculous and amazing. And there is, like, supermassive black hole playing in the background.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I love, amazing. I, I love when they smell Bella's, uh, like like humanness and they're just like it ah, was like what the fuck is this it's conditioner here?
1: not musk she yeah. changed conditioner he's <laughs> not in love with her anymore she doesn't smell like blood anymore yeah nobody's hair smell i mean i guess people's hair smell like that. it was so stupid it's fine mm-hmm. um all your faves are flawed um that's for sure yeah i don't know what like what fandoms scare you off from things that you'd be interested in? Mm,
2: Doctor Who, especially.
1: Um, Doctor see. Who fans are like dweebs. <laughs> like there are nerds and then there are dweebs. dweebs.
2: I, but the thing is like, I don't want to rail too hard into Doctor Who fans because I feel the, the Doctor Who like Venn diagram of the fans and then, People, People who, who might listen, listen to, to our show. Yeah. Uh, like, I think there's a pretty solid, like, center there. <laughs> but we still love you.
1: And we'll use any pronouns you want us to use. <laughs> because we love you. <laughs> Come to us for comfort in a safe space. Yeah. To be attacked um. for Dr. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'll get better.
2: Yeah. Um, man, what other, what other things like, I don't know. I think like for me, it has more to do with maybe not shows and stuff, but music where it's just like certain music fans of a particular type. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. And then like, I think like I was afraid of like people who were really into Harry Styles. And Same. like Ariana Grande that. too. Yeah, yeah. And, and but Harry Styles especially, and then just being like, oh, okay. This for me, the other person was Lord, where I was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this music, but it seems like the people who really enjoy the music, like there, there was something
1: like, some energy that I didn't really. Need tie in with i'm really so. glad that i got into Billie eilish before um it became a big tiktok thing because mm-hmm. um, i think had i seen Billie eilish first in the realm of tiktok where it's like like edgelord teenagers i probably would have been extremely put off by her music but th- like me being the lord teenager listening to her first yeah. uh kind of like helped me feel where that was coming from yeah. and relate to the tiktoks a do little you, bit more do you watch tiktok not horribly consistently. Uh Um, sometimes I'll like watch a compilation of somebody's and just be like, Oh, I want to check out more. So then I'll go into there. I watch it very much as an adult. Mm -hmm. Um, I fully realize that, um, it's not so much the nostalgia for vine. I found that anything that's labeled, um, vine, TikToks with vine energy. Yeah. Something like that is like always going to be a massive fucking letdown. Mm -hmm. Um, just because like vines weren't that great, like no in con like the, the compilations are amazing, because the good ones are amazing, um and like Sarah Shore can like, I like there were
3: people
2: who could figure out like comedic timing and in, in such a good way that yeah. it made Vine work. Like. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, but like Vine was lots of bad. Like mm-hmm. I like I could not get into Vine because it was all my friends that had vines. Were the people who like smash like gallons of milk on the floor <laughs> and thought that that was funny. Um, and I was just like, you're just being shitty. Yeah. Like you just wasted never had mine. all that plastic, mm-hmm. all that milk, and like all of that like employees' time um, and all of my brain cells for being your friend. Uh, I don't, it just, it ruined my opinion yeah. of a lot of my friends mm. that not friends. I,
2: th- I think it's a good way of weeding them out, you know?
1: People's online persona tell you a lot about them. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people would be friends with me until they met my online persona and then realized that I'm a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. And like just an well, human for me, walking it's, red flag.
2: Well, for me, it's the thing that keeps me going. <laughs> <laughs> Let's set the red flag on fire. <laughs> I have to be. Okay, go pee. Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, it's not that I'm judging, but, uh-huh. like, what is the need of
2: having all the Reese's in the bathroom? Okay, so, um, recently, I think this is, okay. <laughs> I have a problem, and okay. this problem is called, I watch gourmet makes too often, and then I think about the treats that they're eating, and I really want them. So I walked down to CVS, and there's no fucking way to buy just, like, one thing of Reese's. Like, you have to buy, like, a six fucking pack of Reese's. Yeah. Um, And, like, six with fucking, like, two each. So you got 12 Reese's on you. And... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, what better place to watch Gourmet Mix than on uh, the toilet? No, 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 no. The reason why they're in the bathroom... Uh, trash can is because it's the closest trash can to my bedroom.
1: Fucking buy a trash can for your bedroom. No, or just well, keep
2: like a little baggy. <laughs> I don't but know. But It's not like a big deal. Like, yes, there are Reese's in my bathroom trash can, but I don't think like one. One,
1: I don't need you fucking dragging me for this shit. <laughs> it's <a technique. laughs> It's just like toilet water plus food. It's kind of a disturbing combination. That was my only concern, <laughs> is hygiene. <laughs> like, well, he, he, I, I can understand that, but let me tell
2: you, the the interaction that that, that those containers have had to that trash can is very limited uh, in the fact that like they did not have food in them when they were put there. They were completely clean out of food. <laughs> the food was in my belly (laughs) that's fine i was just concerned
1: did you did you think i was going through like something real bad yeah like the image that i got in my head was like you crying on a toilet eating Reese's, and just like throwing the package away in the toilet i was just like do you need help do you want somebody yeah, i like, yeah, don't yeah. hug people but like do you want like a telepathic <laughs> hug? i can try very hard
2: no it it's really just this problem that i keep watching gourmet makes too much and then and then i'm just like
1: mm, i so do want that i watch gourmet makes but i really don't like sweets mm. so like none of it tempts me it, the, when she was making doritos i wanted doritos mm-hmm. but like what about I the just, takis the takis were amazing. I immediately had to buy duckies. Uh-huh. My secret center at work gave me like a bunch of like just basically flaming Hot everything. Uh-huh. And I like, like, oh, it's been amazing. Uh, I have like destroyed my calorie count for the last like four weeks yeah. eating flaming Hot everything, uh, which is great. Um, Flaming hot everything
2: would be a cool like uh, album title.
1: Album title. (laughs) Is that gonna be the album that we're gonna do? Flaming Flaming hot Hot everything.
2: everything. (laughs) Oh my god! The album cover. Just so you know, there there is a moon poet whooping cough album uh, on its way. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh, I haven't started it yet because I'm working on a poster right now. Yeah, I'm Um, writing poems and. uh, yeah but we are like i am setting like a bunch of your poems to music i have a mm-hmm. running uh notes list on my phone yeah of poems that have like sparked my interest cool um i and have a couple of new ones that i'll send to you once nice. this month is over i so. this month it's really not going to happen yeah um i have a couple of things that i've been working on i um i know that i want the like there's going to be one poem that you wrote like a long time ago that i like absolutely love yeah, and yeah, i yeah. just want you to like speak yeah, that i remember poem. that one yeah and um i'm probably gonna have it as like the tagline at the end of a mm-hmm. like song um and you had one that was the grandfather one that was a grandmother i'm not mm-hmm. completely sure if i want to put both i feel like i'm just gonna put the grandfather one yeah um that might be subject to change but it was gonna be an ep and now it's turned into a full fucking album <laughs>
2: Um, I kind of knew th- that it would happen.
1: Too many things that I really like. It is incredibly difficult to write to, though. Mm-hmm. I can like, imagine. It's um. That's th- the why thing I is,
2: told you that I'm
1: willing to like go back and like you know spice things it up more a little bit.
2: Yeah, make it a
1: little bit more rhymey for you. <laughs> yeah, um, I might possibly take you up on that. Uh-huh. Um, I'll yeah. get. Like, I'll
2: get RhymeZone.com, or I'll just be like, hey Google, what does <laughs> rhyme r- 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 rhyme with it?
1: Yeah. One thing Sorry. That I,
3: what are you asking?
2: Nothing, thank you.
1: Anyway. <laughs> what the... Um... <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> um, my, my, my Google humor is too good for you. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm sorry. Just the timing of that was really great. <laughs> I wish that I like hadn't been making any noise on the mic because it would have been so much funnier yeah. that way. Um, anyway, um, I know that I will probably take... Like one of them and translate it into Spanish and make Mm. it super rhymy in Spanish. Um, I'm cool with that. I have an EDM track that I've been working on that I'm probably going to try to somehow incorporate into the music. Mm -hmm. Things that I don't know how I'm going to be able to tie it into the sound of the rest of it. Okay. So I don't EDM track. I really want it to be. (laughs) You said EDM and I immediately knew.
2: Like, it. I know the title of it. I don't remember if the poem of it is any good, but I'll fucking rewrite it to be good, um, and I'll make it like some weird shit. But I want it to be, in space, you can't hear your
1: heartbreak. I I like that line <laughs> more than I like that poem. But let me. Write I don't that think
2: down. That, I I don't think that one's in the manuscript. I'm okay. pretty sure. Um, I remember reading that. Yeah, I think I wrote it several years ago. I think I wrote it after we went to see Pacific Rim 2 (laughs) together that one time. And I almost (laughs) fell apart into pieces. Oh, my God. That Uh, was such a letdown. um, Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to incorporate the EDM sonically, But I very much enjoyed writing EDM now that I've, like, done other things as well. Like, it's probably still going to have, like, the guitars that I Mm -hmm. like and grungy vocals that I like. The hardest thing for me in your poetry in trying Mm -hmm. to set it to music is that, like, it's not difficult to set to music if I were writing all of the... Like, because the one piece that I showed you is just kind of, Mm -hmm. um, like orchestral me like improvising and singing on top of each other like movie soundtracky type things and if I did a full album like that it'd be easy fucking peasy Mm -hmm. because the like syncopation doesn't really matter there's not much of a like iambic pentameter that has to be met in order to fit into a pop song Um, but the thing is that I'm trying to make this like not like a pop record but like a pop record Um, (laughs) and it's really hard to make your cadence Uh and like word count into something that's, like, easily digestible and repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It is additionally difficult in just, like, your tone shifts. Mm -hmm. Because you shift real hard, real fast. Um, And, like, going from um, very, very serious to Casey's Pizza. Uh, (laughs) And it's really hard to, like, just musically make that all kind of fit together without kind of sounding like... um, Not that this is a bad thing, but... um, Ah, fuck. Uh, that 121 Pilots song. Like, I'll stay awake. Mm. <laughs> I Yeah, I know which one. That one, where it, about. like, switches tone. Like, yeah. where there's, like, basically two songs that are, like, yeah. switching tempo and, like, going into each other. Yeah. Um, that is possibly
2: the best way to describe my, my yeah. poems I'm sorry. Just, yeah. like... <laughs> If, if there's an
1: orchestra, but also, like, a punk
2: mm-hmm. concert happening at yes. the same time. Y- yeah, yeah,
1: fuck. <laughs> that's probably what the album's going to sound like. <laughs> an orchestra plus, plus a punk concert. Um. F- that's actually a really great, like, description for it. Mm-hmm. The part in Green Day that has violins. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my God, have you heard? <laughs> okay, uh, I'll, I'll get to that story. Continue your thought.
1: Oh, that was the end of my thought. Okay, cool. So,
2: you know how in um, Good Riddance, there's that part with the like yeah. the violin and shit? So, apparently, um, the producer was, like, talking to them about ideas for the song. And he was like, hey, how about in this bit we put a... Because that song existed, like, maybe five, six, almost eight years before it ever got recorded, like, officially. Um, and... He, he was like, what if we put, you know, some, like, strings here? And they were just like, no, we don't want that. This is fucking, like, we're fucking Green Day or whatever. And apparently what he did was he was like, okay, guys... Take a thirty-minute break. How about you guys go play some uh, foosball outside? (laughs) Literally, foosball, and they they went and in the half hour that they went to play foosball, um, the producer got some strings (laughs) people to to come in and record that bit, and then later on he was like, you know, making the mix and like put the strings in and showed it uh, to Billy Joel. Uh, to Billy Joe Billy, uh, Joe. Billy Joel um, Billy Joe And he was like Oh yeah That's fucking sweet And then they went with it You'd actually
1: told me That story before And that was mm-hmm. one of the things That made me like Really want to be a producer Yeah um, Yeah Yeah no I like I definitely re- That's so cool Like, yeah. It's one of the <laughs> it's things so That it's just sweet. like <laughs> fuck i want to do that with my life just tell people to do weird shit with their music and then do it behind their back that sounds great um, and then yeah, prove no. them wrong yeah no i've like absolutely fallen in love with production like mm-hmm. i that song would not that. be the same without that no that bit. no it's like it's orchestration but so much faster uh-huh. and i'm so bad at being patient and like writing everything down yeah. um particularly like what a producer does now as opposed to what a producer did in like the 70s mm-hmm um and even the 90s like the pro- like in the like yeah 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 it, it, it's just like a producer now is like an orchestrator like yeah. you're an actual musician and it takes musical talent to have been a producer in the 70s um like i like uh but
2: now most producers are like straight up musicians who yeah. just like Either have decided to only go into production, or still do their music yeah. and still produce.
1: I so. mean, hip hop did that. Like hip hop yeah, for like forever. really brought the producer from just uh, like mixing everything, making sure that everything's yeah. good, kind of orchestrating sort of the director of musical stuff into being like you are making the beat that the rapper is rapping over. Yeah,
2: hip hop as like a genre has always been much more open about the forms of collaboration that occur
1: than any other form of music. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it, it also has a very, like as much as it's annoying to hear like DJ Khaled all over everything, it had a very innovative um, way of um, incorporating uh, like uh, what's the credits Mm. into things where it wasn't, gross and it didn't Mm -hmm. feel out of place um it was very natural and that's some like next level fucking genius shit Mm -hmm. i fucking love hip-hop like hip-hop has my heart and soul i'll never be able to rap it's not my thing (laughs) i would love to make beats for rappers i don't know if i could actually do that Mm -hmm. but i would love to make beats for rappers um probably not as like the one thing that i do i'm a pretty rock and roll girl but like yeah
2: i know you are yeah did you know that i once created a rap persona no, <laughs> is this is Paco. No, no, Paco. Uh, for those of you just joining us, <laughs> uh, I've created a number of uh, personas throughout the years. One of them, who I just did as a performance piece uh, a, a little over a month ago. Um, but so, Paco was one where we were in Asheville, North Carolina, right? um Antonia let me borrow their their like uh jean jacket for because I was cold or something I don't know you were being a, a nice human being or something and I took on the the jacket and immediately felt different so I was like oh this is a different person this is this person's name Paco he is like outrageously homosexual <laughs> um but like so Intense, like so, like a, a almost a monster, yeah. <laughs> uh, who Paco like to, to journey, <laughs> yeah, 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 only fucks to journey, <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah, what so, else, yeah, so there there was Paco,
1: yeah. I wrote a song as Paco for the new album. Yeah.
2: I think so. before Paco, there existed this rap persona, um, who I never rapped as, but I just thought would be funny, um, <laughs> named uh, the the Boho Hobo, <laughs> um, who uh, was a rapper and liked rapping, but anytime that he would accidentally say something misogynistic, sexist, homophobic, or anything, he would immediately start um, saying he was sorry and crying. <laughs> so, so the songs, the idea in my head of the songs were they they would start going, like the beat's going really well, everything's hitting, and then suddenly he says something kind of misogynistic and <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then starts crying, and you still hear the beat until it ends. <laughs> like, and it's every single fucking song like that. And oh my God. Yeah, I... Ah, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Those were the fucking days. <laughs> That's so painful to watch.
1: <laughs> but wouldn't that be kind of, like, hilarious? It would be hilarious. <laughs> you would have to see it, though. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's kind of that, like, Shy Ronnie.
2: Yeah, like... In it would have to be a single type of thing. It couldn't be like a full album. Feature length. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that but would be, yeah. But as a video it would be really sweet. Mm-hmm. It would be funny.
1: I don't know how I could incorporate that in the album. No, it's fine. We don't have <laughs> to. The boho is a whole there other are ideas. Yeah. That we'll just
2: get. Yeah. But like, I I always thought that that was interesting because, like, even even with rappers who like. I I don't know like childish gambino and stuff sometimes there'll be things where I'm just like oh, I'm not crazy about this bit <laughs> um not in the newer stuff but like more in the older yeah. stuff I mean and Tyler yeah. the creator oh for, for sure, sure I love
1: me some dracula but like holy, holy shit, shit. Yeah, yeah I know
2: and yeah I I liked the idea of someone who was really passionate about rapping and like knew a lot about it and shit but but like was also so self-conscious about like the way that mm-hmm. rap music has like portrayed certain things that whenever that like seeped through that it would just crush them completely yeah. and i i i think it would make a great SNL skit and like someday we'll, someday i'll pitch it <laughs>
1: I feel like it'd be a fun like thing. The thing is that like the rap itself would have to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem. That's with the hard Like part. us doing it is yeah. that like neither of us <laughs> no. are good rappers <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, it's just not going to be a thing. Yeah. And that like skit doesn't work if like. No. The, um, the rap is a good. Yeah. Is not a good rapper. The rapper. Yeah. That's um, why we would have to outsource this idea. <laughs> yeah. Andre 3000. Would you like to come out of hiatus? Again. eric
2: andre
3: would you like to
1: <laughs> oh my god um yeah yeah mm-hmm. i don't know it's been really fun i'm about to buy an, uh, a very expensive mic yeah i mean like by very expensive i mean like three hundred dollars that's which yeah. is, like that's a pretty hefty. yes mm-hmm. that is a lot of money but, um, I, am, I'm designing a poster and, um, I'm going to use part of that money to buy a mic cause I don't know when the hell I'm going to ha- have that much money again. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like it just like, it would completely change okay. how I make music and what I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the baseline quality of it. And I, I've been impressed with myself with what I can do with the blue ball, but I also want to like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's been really, really fun. Uh, I am very excited to work on this album. I like it. Just it's like brought back a whole new level of passion in it with me. It's also mm-hmm. taking away that like I don't know. It, it's collaboration in the way that I like to do it, where like somebody else is fully in charge of this thing and yeah. I'm fully in charge of yeah. this thing. So we're um, not really stepping on each other's toes. At no. least not yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see in the like editing process. Yeah. How that works. But um I don't know. It'll also be really fun. For for me it's more about like once
2: we like if if we decide to take a couple of the poems and like make them a little bit more rhymey and shit and like give them a certain structure and stuff,
1: like that I'll take you into the fucking weeds with like (laughs) I mean, and that feels like a necessary process of something collaborative and that we have to kind of duke it out a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um I'm very, very excited for it. And as soon as this, uh, like poster project's over, I'm going to start working on that. I already have started working on that, Mm -hmm. but, um, I know that I want to, uh, bring in, um, like some friends to help me with certain things. Like I'm probably bringing in my brother Mm -hmm. to play on a couple of things. He's a fantastic, fantastic guitarist and percussionist. Um, and, uh, I don't know. We'll just, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I'm just like, I'm not completely clear on like musically where I want it to land. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of, I I have the problem in whenever I'm writing music, particularly in like long form for a thing like the album and that it like, I'm fine with being varied in genre, but I kind of want it to be the equivalent of like a collection in fashion where it doesn't all have Mm. to, it has to look like it's worn by the same woman. Yeah. Um, and I like, as much as it's a like contract construct that, um, like all this is going to be like, that one person isn't going to listen to more than one Mm -hmm. like genre. I want to kind of like all look like it was worn by the same woman, Mm -hmm. um, which is going to be kind of difficult when like, So far, the three solid tracks that I have are an EDM track, which is like just straight up like EDM, (laughs) Um, like the repetitive like Mm -hmm. house beats kind of thing. And then there's another one that's like straight up rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And the third one that's like film soundtrack. Um, And I have to find some way to Uh, make that cohesive um, that isn't just like bringing in, the same sounds, mm-hmm. or like, I, I don't know, I just, like, there has to be something. I can't, like, rely on just, like, like tissue. all the collection is blue, yeah, and therefore yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cohesive. That's boring. Mm-hmm. Like, I want there to be variety, but kind of feel like it's all coming from the same world. Yeah. Um, and that was something that I feel like I failed on in the first album that I really want to work towards on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just want to up the production value a bunch to make it, like, Just a lot cleaner and quieter, Mm -hmm. um, which is very difficult. Um, But with a better mic, I should not have to overcompensate so much with effects and filters. Um, So hopefully it can sound a lot more crisp. crisp. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: That I I would very much appreciate as someone who has a hard time fucking understanding what you are
1: singing sometimes. I don't know that it's necessarily going to be that I am any clearer in how I sing. Oh, I just I want know. the sounds to be a lot clearer. I know, but just that little bit helps sometimes. Yeah, no, so. truly. Yeah. It's kind of messy. All of it. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it was that I didn't have very good headphones when I was mixing it. So I, now also, I, have better headphones, I also, I also think
2: that yet. like having gone to one of your shows, um, it is just like, the way that you do production is what kind of causes some of the, for me, the difficulties of understanding while you just straight up singing the songs in concert. Like they, they make sense to me.
1: Yeah. It's, it's very muddy and I kind of do, I, I'm glad that I got at least a little bit of performance that I did. I mm-hmm. wish that I could have more, but it's just difficult to yeah. book shows um, when you're lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, I I found that I really enjoyed the simplicity of like um, in us having to play as a band, uh, which the band is no more. Yeah. Whoops. Um, well, at
2: least you're not in that band. Oh, <laughs> the the one. band
1: is no. Please still follow the Killer Coven. They're doing <laughs> great things. Uh, yeah. It's just not with me in it. Um, and uh, it it like. It was really great because live, um, it we kind of figured out a more cohesive sound, mm-hmm. where the album had like the like one like, Blondie track and then yeah. like Disney Princess track and then uh, like Led Zeppelin, Screamy Banshee track mm-hmm. and uh, like White Stripes and Fleetwood Mac track and then it like, had a lot of variety. Yeah, and not much cohesion, mm-hmm. um, which is not necessarily... Except
2: for maybe
1: the thing. conceptual. Yeah, the, yeah,
2: yeah. The concept was the cohesion. Yeah, um, which it seems to be that that's not
1: like what you want. Yeah, I kind of want it to be both, mm-hmm. um, where it feels like a work that I can move on. Have and you do something listened else. to Lonely Avenue
2: no. by Ben Folds? No. So Lonely Avenue is an album that he did with Nick Hornby, the author, Mm -hmm. where Nick Hornby wrote, like, essentially the lyrics, and Ben Folds, like, wrote the music. You should check that out and Mm -hmm. just, like, see. Uh, I especially love the last song on that album called Belinda. Um, And there are some other songs on there that are really good. Saskia Hamilton's a really good one. Um, but yeah, I think you would, I, th- I think it would, um, go up that one. The, the, the second one. Yeah. there. Perfect. So, um, so yes, trying to think of cohesion in a different mm-hmm. way and that yeah. all that.
1: Yeah. I also want it to like sonically feel a little bit more new. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the, um, Poem albums that I've found um, are, like, first of all, from the 70s. Mm-hmm. So it all kind of has this, like, folk singer kind yeah. of singing offbeat polyrhythmic mm-hmm. kind of things that are kind of difficult to set into. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like, a guitar and the singer. And to me, there's not really much of a, like, chiste with that. Like, mm-hmm. there, the, there's, like, it's good, but it's been done. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me what is the real challenge is um, like making these because they're already fucking fantastic poems and they work within that mm-hmm. format The the thing to me that is that makes an adaptation is making it good mm-hmm. in that format yeah yeah um, and what I want to do is make it really like where you can kind of lose yourself in it mm-hmm. and not have to think about it much. Yeah. Um, it nothing. And I like comes that comes out up at you like jarringly. Uh huh. Um, which is not. <laughs> which
2: is a, a very signature thing for me. Where I do like the jarring. Yeah. But it's for very sure. much. It's very much either in the concept of the poem or the those drastic turns. Yeah. But I do understand that in music, like. You're looking for something else, yeah. So.
1: And I think I'm jarring in a different way too. Where yeah. like the kind of music that I like is the kind of not being able to clearly understand what the person is saying, screaming mm-hmm. all over the place, kind of like weird banshee noises. Yeah. Um, and uh, it like it's trying to find that like in between balance space, yeah. of like something that feels beautiful Mm -hmm. even if it is weird and loud and um whatever it might be but yeah Yeah. trying to make this thing sound cohesive is going to be a mess yeah um but i'm very excited for it i'm very excited to like because i think when i first started thinking about this it was just kind of be like going to be a little bit more of like a throwaway thing Uh where i was just going to write a couple of songs just like funny little ep that i could like yeah Throughout there, but I really, really, really want to put like it could be a own fucking thing, so effort yeah. into it and really like because I like I don't know. I i don't enjoy things that are done like half ass, half ass. Like, yeah. I, I really enjoy people like unironically really throwing themselves into mm-hmm. things. Um, and if I'm gonna force my friends to listen to it, it might as well be at least kind of decent, hopefully. Yeah, um. But, yeah, I'm very excited for it. And I do want to work relatively quickly with it and, like, yeah, really, really throw myself into it because I don't want to take forever for it to be done. I like it to be done, like, by the time <laughs> you graduate so <laughs> that at least some of the songs can be, like, turned in with the manuscript. Yeah, that would be really um, cool. But, uh, yeah. And also with just me, I can kind of work at my own pace and slow mm-hmm. down where I need to and speed up where I need to. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, Like it's, it's all just me and I like, I don't need to worry about traveling to someone's house to go record things Mm -hmm. or waiting for inspiration to strike all of us as a group. Like it just, it's me. It's like,
2: all you would have to do is sometimes is just send me like something to maybe rewrite or something and like we could still work like that. Yeah.
1: And I'll probably have to find somewhere to record vocals because my apartment is very mm. tiny and yeah. uh, I'm very loud. Um, and the guitars and shit, uh, I can generally like feed from my amp directly mm-hmm. into my computer, so that doesn't really matter that much, which I wasn't able to do the last album, so this should hopefully eliminate a lot of that background noise. Um, and uh, yeah, like... Electronic instruments are obviously, like, I can do that with headphones. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the the vocals are going to be difficult um, because mm-hmm. I'm very picky about vocals. And it's the thing, like, I for me, it's the thing that I struggle with the most mm-hmm. is liking a vocal because I can like the instrumentals, like, perfectly. But, like, getting the right vocal take for me is, like, murder. You're very hard on yourself. yeah yeah, it's part of like hating my voice and wanting it to be something other than what it is and also like i'm constantly learning and like the more that i do certain things the better i get at it and then i Mm -hmm. like listen to something that i did like two months ago and i'm like fuck i have to re-record that it's also like a lot of what i like is like heavy orchestral pieces yeah like or choir parts which mean that you have to match everything perfectly Mm -hmm. um which is very difficult i'm very pitchy (laughs) (laughs) and don't have corrective software so, I have to actually hit the notes. Um, but it's also just like the feeling of it. Like, it can be too pretty. It can be mm-hmm. too ugly. It can, um, like, it just doesn't.
2: It can make take or break the whole track. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, like, a vocal that can really, really take you there is, like, all the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always going to be subjective. Like, obviously, some people are not going to like it. I, like,. Um, my fucking boyfriend's not going to like it, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. I like, I, I have to be happy with it mm-hmm. and that's very difficult. <laughs> um, and it's difficult to know when to stop too, because yeah. I tend to over record things. I have
2: that same problem as well.
1: But, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun.
2: It will be. I. I'm going to switch the topic because I have this thing that I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Um, so m- my birthday is coming around soon uh, this month mm-hmm. near the end. And I am like, have you seen the newest season of uh, Good Place? No. Okay. So there's an episode of the newest season of Good Place where um, they are essentially waiting, like all the human beings are waiting for um, some news. Um, so they kind of have to entertain themselves for a little bit. And uh, Chidi is knocked out. Cheaty's like completely knocked out. All the other characters are good. And they decide to have funerals for themselves because even though they've died, like, hundreds thousands of times they've never been to their own funerals so um they like they di- had a funeral for each one of them in their own like special like way and everything and i w- became so fascinated by this um partially also because like um <laughs> let's get real fucking nerdy symposium no not symposium What is it? It's a whole different thing. Um, Satiricon. In the Satiricon, there's a scene um, called Trimalchio's Dinner. Trimalchio was this slave who became um, essentially a slave owner and then um, has a shit ton of money and shit and is now, like, really rich. Um, He has this party that goes like fucking insane and he decides to pretend he's dead and have everyone at the party say nice things about him and um and he just like lies down on the fucking feast table and just like has people say these wonderful things and has like a band play or whatever and while I, I don't call, think of myself very much as an egotistical
3: bastard,
2: I love the idea of pretending to be dead and hearing people say things about me. And, um,. And they're like, I've been trying to like, I've been talking to Stephanie about it. I'm just like, Oh man, that is kind of what I want to do for my birthday. (laughs) Um, but, but she's like, but that's fucking sad. (laughs) Like you're you're, like pretending you're dead for us. (laughs) And we were thinking about like, we were re re rewatching the show new girl. Um, and there's a thing called the honey roast where, um, Instead of being, like, a normal roast where you say bad things about people, you, you just say really nice things about them. <laughs> and so maybe I, I'm going to see if I can find,
1: like, a nice in-between area where... Uh, where Honey roast and the death of SG Maldonado. Yeah. I just, like, I love... I don't know why I love it. I love the funeral idea. If I, I was gonna go between the honey roast and the yeah, funeral idea, yeah, no I funeral, hundred percent funeral. I don't but know gut, why. So.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, um, you've never seen the movie Empire Records, right? Mm-mm. So there's uh, the thing is like I'm fascinated by media that presents these like fake funerals or like things like that. Like um, my favorite thing about the Good Place one is that Eleanor has like a um, a like. Um, margarita mix thing on her that says lonely girl margarita mix (laughs) like the thing that she had like that she was buying when she got killed Um, and she has it in there and like there's something so sweet about it Um, Jason Mendoza his is at a pool because um, it's a Florida tradition apparently to get Buried in a place that's similar to the place where you were born, and he was born in a public pool, <laughs> <apparently>.
1: <laughs> so, water birth, so, sanitation at the same time. So he was real clean mm-hmm. coming out. <laughs> Hair is real fried though.
2: No, for sure.
1: All fell out and then mm-hmm. came back in.
2: <laughs> the rest of his brain also fried <laughs> on the way out. But um, so I don't know. Anyway, Empire Records. There's this cha- very goth character, uh, of course. Um, who so Empire Records is kind of your very typical '80s um, like teen film, um, and like each t- each character, it's essentially high fidelity. But if teens were running the <laughs> the record store, all right. Um, and each teen, of course, represents, like, a different group, kind of, um, from, like, your normal high school cliques. Um, and this goth character, you, there's some issues with suicide ideation. Um, and the rest of the group realizes that she's having issues with her depression and stuff. So they, in the back room, have a funeral for her. She lies down and they just like give her flowers and say nice things about her and stuff. And then she's like, you know, you guys, you're right. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I can't keep doing this. I'm so okay with this. I'm not going to Iowa because I didn't get the days off. Oh, so yeah. I'll be here for your oh, birthday. sweet. <laughs> so I'm fully
2: okay with I, going yeah. full ham on this e, shit. E, either it's for my 26th birthday or it'll be like a 30th birthday thing. So, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I don't know, but I, uh, I, the thing is, like, I, I understand that it'll put like some awkwardness to some people, where like some people who come may not know me that well, and they're just like, wait, why am I supposed to do this? Should, uh, there's a part of me that wants to keep it secret.
1: The <laughs> thing is that, like, there's also like in a funeral, there's that dynamic of tons of people that knew you very oh, like, yeah, shallowly yeah. Uh-huh. having to say lots of nice things about <laughs> you. So I feel like the people that would feel awkward in the situation and not want to be there would just make it more actual funeral. Like um. like who actually wants to be at a funeral? It is not enjoyable. Yeah. It's standing in line until you see that it's like the worst part of a wedding, which is walking out and like shaking the hand of the bride and groom mm-hmm. But like times a billion. Like, yeah. I've had funerals where I've had to like line up outside the funeral and like get sunburnt in order to come in, say hi to the oh, family, yeah. be like, she looks like wax, and then like move on. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, no, I would also love, I know you would hate this, oh, but no. I would love to like um, have it, you know, that like in funeral homes where they like the family. Always, always brings a picture from, like, the dead person from the 80s. Yeah. Um, with, like, all the makeup. I would yeah. love to, like, have just, like, foundation that does not I, match your face. Yeah. Super cakey. So much blush. I would love, like... Like, uh, awful, awful 80s makeup. Uh-huh. Like... I kind of don't dislike
2: that. No, not not in a coffin, but like, you know how they always put it on a pedestal or something like yes. right next to on an easel. I would love there f- to be an picture. easel
1: and like a weird fucking picture of me. I like we could like facetune that shit. You wouldn't yeah. even have to like actually wear makeup. We'll just make <laughs> it like the most blurry, like, f- like nasolabial folds who. <laughs> Eyebags when, uh-huh. eyeballs where. where? <laughs> <laughs> like, I would love, like just facetune the shit, shit out, out of dude. this huge printed picture of oh you. Oh my God, that would be amazing. That would be so good. I would uh, love that. Fuck. I, so in this situation, uh-huh. are you like in a casket or are you like a ghost dressed in white, like just observing? I,
2: I think I'm laying down. I don't think,
1: okay. If we're gonna do it
2: later on this month, I don't think I got enough time to get us a casket. More money. <laughs> so, so most likely not a casket. I'll mm. most likely I- if we do it this by the time I'm thirty, I'm hoping I have enough <laughs> money cake, that I could that I could get like maybe a fake casket but one like of the little
1: cardboard things yeah yeah one of yeah. the little cardboard ones i mean this could be soapbox party times too like we that's could, what yeah. i
2: was thinking because you know me i love me a party a party that has yes that has a gimmick that has this like the yes. best
1: nobody does those
2: Hall- halloween party on point our fucking soapbox, um, party? soapbox party best party we ever had so good so like I think until what's his face started to like oh, bash yeah. on anarchism mm. and um, yeah, what's his face? I forgotten his name. Let's not let's not, not talk names. about him <laughs> anyway. Uh- <laughs> oh, I just remembered his name. Anyway, um, so so yeah that's that's partially why i really want to do it is like i love the idea of there being like some shtick to it yes and i think it would be me like lying down like with my eyes closed uh most likely with some
1: drink (laughs) nearby so that i can drink (laughs) while while i listen just like a backpack full of like jug wine (laughs) like right behind you where you're like squishing it and it's just like shooting into your mouth the whole time (laughs) A backpack on your belly, just, like, right here. The whole time. With the little nozzle in my mouth? Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. This is amazing. If we had the budget for this, fuck, Mm -hmm. give us money. (laughs) Donate to our Patreon to do this stupid fucking party.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, like, do you think... (laughs) Do you think people would see this as a cry for help? <laughs> um, I, I, I think people who know me well enough yes.
1: would not think that it's a the cry people for people who help. know you would know that it's a cry for attention, which uh-huh. is fine. <laughs> so um, yeah, I <laughs> I
2: don't know. I feel things, like I
1: don't know who you, who all you would invite to this. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I feel like there are some people who would see it as a cry for help and like reach out to me. <laughs>
1: That's That's a conversation to have afterwards after you've had fun.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, like the thing is just partially it's my fascination with how like media does these things and like um, what it would be like to be in a sitcom episode (laughs) where that (laughs) happens. So like partially it's that. uh, Abed, but IRL. Yeah, IRL. But and then part of it is just like, I'm honestly not interested in what people say at my actual funeral. I just like I like the idea of something where I don't really have to do much and that people say nice things to me. <laughs> and so and that, that the I can The box game there's hug and, grace and yeah. compliment SG. And that there's no like reason for me to feel bad about it. Yeah. Is is because like it's already baked into the cake. Like <laughs> the idea is you say something nice about me. I'm grateful to you. And I like, that's it. Mm. Bada bing, bada boom.
1: Well, in true party fashion, I will be trying to find someone to hook up with. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah true you know. funeral passion. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You seem really sad and broken. Do you want somebody to like hold you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone's shoulder to cry on teach me how to do taxes mm. <laughs> yeah i'm so broken yeah helpless sebastian was my best friend <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to do without them i guess i just like feel really lonely right now mm. like is this fine i, d- I feel a Will little bit mad? vulnerable <laughs> that would be great
2: <laughs>
1: i'm so excited for this yeah yeah
2: yeah, one, like I said before, might be for this birthday, if not most likely for my 30th. Yes. Because I think the 30th would be a fun one to, to fucking do that with. I think the 30th, I would be having too much of an actual breakdown. I think for me, then it would actually be a cry for help. Yes. But But um, it could cover up
1: all the bases. <laughs> cry for help, cry for attention. Yeah. Performance art plus... Yeah.
2: Yeah, you you got me there. I'm a performance
1: art bitch. I want I want to <laughs> do more shit with. I just love it. I love that type of shit. I'm here for assisting with performance oh, art. Man. Yeah. I can never think of it on my own. Yeah. But it's quite fun <laughs> to watch and be a part of. I think that's what I live for. <laughs> yeah. I'll be the liaison. This is, this is my role yeah. in your art. I'm yeah. the liaison. <laughs> but
2: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see Mm. about that.
1: Also, you used my name in a uh, poem, and I had no idea. Which poem And now I feel like I I don't remember. Um, I dedicated a poem to you. I did see that. Mm -hmm. There were several that I think, like, there was, like, an AG and something. One of them might have been Amain. Oh, that does make sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, because that didn't, like, apply to me at all. (laughs) And I was, like, trying to figure out how that fit in my narrative of myself. Yeah. Um, What the hell? (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay um sorry just text from a boyfriend I'm trying to make out what the fuck he's saying um <laughs> something about the girl from ipanema um poem poem
2: I don't with your name
1: right. in it it's something something hook up something something
2: <laughs> oh you are talking my grandmother's notebooks um it it has I'm trying to find it yes. in my
1: like where the fuck is that? I think it my is Books my grandmother's app? notebooks. Same. Antonio, there are no stars tonight, but those are project on the ceiling after your hookup in the next in the room next to mine where I was writing lines. I have to use that. Yeah. I don't know fucking how.
2: <laughs> yeah, that one's my grandmother's notebooks. It's based off of um Um, a Hart Crane poem called My Grandmother's Letters. And it's uh, kind of this discussion between the narrator and the grandmother, while, like, my poem is more of a discussion between you and me and my grandmother makes an appearance. And it's kind of weird, but, like, I I like the weirdness of it. Um, But originally, your name wasn't in there um in the first draft of that poem and then everyone was like confused who, who i was talking about whether i was talking about my grandmother's hookup or someone else and i was like no that's my roommate
1: who's <laughs> hooking up with people not my grandmother not my dead I'm grandmother stanza as a, the word hookup <laughs> yeah, yeah. it makes sense yeah um yes mm-hmm. also that is awkward as shit yeah. like you know what's more awkward hooking up when your are like boyfriend is around like that. It just, it like, it can't happen. I, has I know that happened? People, no, no, okay. no, 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 that's, I that's can't imagine of, that happening. It's the one thing where we're like, no, ew. Yeah. Um, it's like, I don't know. I like, I've gone to other people's houses where like one husband is like sitting on the couch and the other one's like, let's go fuck. And we go fuck in the other room mm-hmm. and leave. And that's fine. But like, like, me and Kyle's dynamic—I don't know if that's yeah. gonna—it uh, just feels so weird. Yeah. Like, I
2: on, have like, you ever had yeah. one of those where it was like you're hooking up with one of them and the other one's watching?
1: Um, no. I think that would also be weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's not involved, I wouldn't want him to be anywhere around. <laughs> <laughs> And in general, our like taste in men is like it doesn't coincide yeah. much. Well,
2: no, I'm just talking about like your our taste in
1: women doesn't coincide much at all. Your
2: your experience with like other couple with like other people who oh you've Oh whoa, oh, oh. if I had somebody houses. who's like
1: voyeuristic uh, No, actually. I have done voyeurism. Uh-huh. Um, but it's mostly like um like me and other young dude while old dude is watching in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it was hot, honestly. Yeah. Um, it was weird. I liked it. It kind of made me better at what it's like running with other people. Cause you know that somebody's watching you, mm. so you do it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of that like a little bit better form, <laughs> quality that. control. Well, it's like, it's, fu- I mean, generally when I'm having sex, I'm trying to like, please the other person. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm really not. Um, but like it was more of like focusing on how it looks Mm -hmm. which was very fun
2: that's why i like i think that that's why people have mirrors on their on their ceilings yeah because like i feel like it's part of that voyeurism kind of interest slash like knowing that there's a way of seeing it like makes you more aware yeah of it yeah
1: a little bit i have to pee again yeah no problem